When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The previous regime wanted to involve him in a trade because they wanted to draft him. Unfortunately, that trade never materialized. Later on, they wanted to trade for him again. Unfortunately, that trade never materialized. Now, the new management we're hearing is interested in his services as well, but he's an RFA. Are they going to make a trade with the Winnipeg Jets? Is Pierre-Luc Dubois going to become a Montreal Canadian, or is he staying in Winnipeg? One guy who was very close to the situation is Marat Atesh from The Athletic. He joins me next on the Sick Podcast. I'm Marinaro. Double shift. Your best players. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadiens win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinaro, the sick podcast right here. You can follow us on all social media platforms, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or subscribe to our YouTube channel, the sick podcast. It's absolutely free. We're talking Habs. It's brought to you by 8.6 beer, intense by nature. The beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And Lacage, if the last time you went to Lacage was when it was called Lacage au Sport, it's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you i was there actually uh yesterday for a little taste testing at the location uh the carry location on rue day jockeys we're talking habs and winnipeg jets and more precisely pierre luc dubois one guy who knows him and the jets like the back of his hand marat atesh from the athletic how you doing bud hey i'm doing great tony happy to happy to talk to you face to face and um (laughs) am i allergic to marat atesh i just sneezed live all right (laughs) Look, I just left your beautiful city, and uh, I mean, like Pierre-Luc Dubois, I can tell you, it's a, it's a beautiful place. If I were a professional hockey player, I think I wouldn't mind playing there either. So let's talk about Pierre-Luc Dubois, all right? So when he was drafted, and let's bring up his hockey DB chart if we can, all right? Okay, we'll bring it up. There you have it. Pierre-Luc Dubois, of course, he's 24 years old, just turned back on the 24th 
of June, six foot two, two hundred and five pounds. Uh, he can play left wing. He can play center. He shoots left. He played four years in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And when it was his draft year in 2016, the Montreal Canadiens, a couple of days after the draft, traded P.K. Subban. Back at that draft, they tried to pull a trade with the Edmonton Oilers, who had the fourth pick in the draft, because they were convinced uh, that Pierre-Luc Dubois was going to be available at number four. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. So Austin Matthews went number one. Patrick Liney went number two. And the uh, Mark Bergevin staff probably assumed that Jesse Pugliarvi, uh, who had played the previous three seasons in Finland, was going to go number three to Columbus. And they probably thought he was going to be the draft pick of Finnish general manager Jarmo Kekalainen. But guess what? Kekalainen probably knew too much on Pugliarvi. So he drafted Pierre-Luc Dubois and that trade with the Edmonton Oilers for P.K. Subban never materialized. A couple of days later, the Canadians traded Subban to the Nashville Predators for Shea Weber. So that previous management team was interested in acquiring Dubois on draft day. They were interested in acquiring Dubois when he was traded from Columbus to Winnipeg. And it appears the new regime is interested in bringing him to Montreal or so we hear. So let's start with this. Pierre-Luc Dubois, he's a restricted free agent. He had a cap hit of $5 million. Murata Tesh, what's going on with Pierre-Luc Dubois and the Winnipeg Jets? Well, Tony, I think in Winnipeg, it has become something of an open secret that Pierre-Luc Dubois would indeed like to play in Montreal someday. Um, I believe he's made it clear to Kevin Chevaldeoff through Pat Brisson, his agent, that you know at the very at the bare minimum he intends on testing unrestricted free agency in two years when he's eligible. But I've also heard whispers for a little while now that Montreal is where he'd ideally like to play, and I don't think he's shy about saying that. So if you're the Winnipeg Jets. You don't owe him a trade to his destination of choice. That's absolutely true. I mean, Winnipeg has been down this road with Jacob Truba, waited until the last possible minute to make that trade, has been down that road with Andrew Kopp, has been down that road with Evander Kane so many years ago as well. And Kevin Sheveldayoff is traditionally extremely patient, waits until the deal is there, and doesn't owe, you know, Evander Kane, probably Buffalo wasn't the first choice on his list necessarily. At the same time, I believe that Dubois has made it so clear he's not going to sign long-term in Winnipeg that Winnipeg understands that, you know, a trade may be in the cards. And I'm under the impression that some preliminary discussions began at the draft. Winnipeg wasn't satisfied enough to make the deal. And they're sort of still in a holding pattern on that part. I think at some point, whether this summer or next, or two years from now as an unrestricted free agent, this seems almost inevitable at this stage, if you're asking me. Um, that Pierre-Luc Dubois is a Montreal Canadian someday. Let's bring up that chart once again, if we can. All right, because we'll notice that when he was traded, uh, uh, and we'll also bring up the trade tracker uh, chart. Let's bring up the trade tracker uh, chart first. Okay, there you have it. January 23rd, 2021, the Columbus Blue Jackets acquired Jack Roslovich and Patrick Liney from the Winnipeg Jets in return for Pierre-Luc Dubois, all right, and a 2022 third round pick that deal gets done let's go back to his hockey db Pierre-Luc Dubois becomes a Winnipeg Jet in his first year 
He picks up eight goals, 12 assists, and 20 points with the Jets in 41 games. In his second season and in a full season, 28 goals, 32 assists, 60 points in 81 games. Not too shabby. That sounds like a player who would fetch a very good return, does it not? I agree with you, Tony. Absolutely. And I think there are so many human reasons why his first season, his first half season with the Winnipeg Jets didn't go that well for him. And really to look at him on the ice, he was not the dominant two-way physical force last season or two seasons ago at this point that as he was this most recent year. So he comes over, he's got the two-week quarantine that hurts him, comes into the into the play for the Winnipeg Jets, gets hurt two games in, yeah. that hurts him, all this sort of stuff. So he has a bad year. But you look back at the numbers that he put up in Columbus, and you look at what he just did with Winnipeg this year, there were long stretches of the season, Tony, where he was Winnipeg's top center, and it was not Mark Shifley, despite Shifley being a top 10 NHL scorer over the last several years. Uh, he was a force. He combined really well with Kyle Connor. Those two became two-thirds of a line that was Winnipeg's top line at various stages of the year tape tapered off a little bit at the end of the year but he's still a 24 year old player who can control the game along the wall can make plays a terrific setup guy um and had a positive impact at both ends of the ice for winnipeg which was a really important player so if you're winnipeg and you just gave up patrick line and jack roslovic for him a little over a year ago i mean the second overall pick like you just showed in 2016 patrick line i mean i don't think that there's any universe in which you wished that this was going to happen. Dubois and Shifley were supposed to be your number one and two for years to come. This was supposed to be a window of competitiveness for Winnipeg. It hasn't worked out that way, and clearly Dubois has his own long-term ambitions to play in Montreal, and you're hearing more and more noise about this. So maybe they're forced to explore things, but given how well he's played, that he's in the heart of his career as a 24-year-old, you're expecting a, a really substantial package from Montreal. And if the Canadians aren't willing to part with a Suzuki, and I don't think that they would be, then things get awfully difficult. If it's Josh Anderson plus, I don't necessarily understand the interest in Winnipeg without maybe uh, assets moving around, balanced out somehow else. This is a, a really important player to Winnipeg's future, even now with uh, them backed into a corner. Especially important being that he can play center because like you mentioned, if Shifley's on a line with Wheeler on his right and Ehlers on his left, if you have Pierre-Luc Dubois with Kyle Connor on his left, and let's just say going forward, Cole Perfetti on the right side, if you trade Dubois, if you're the Winnipeg Jets, who do you replace him with at center? You're going to have to get a centerman back in return. The Canadians have Nick Suzuki. You would think they're not doing that deal. They just acquired Kirby Dock. So... I Look, I'm, I'm not going to say I don't see it because crazier things have happened, but is it possible that there was much more of a chance of it happening before the Canadians acquired Kirby Doc? And I mean, that it was either Doc or Dubois going forward? I think that stands to reason to a certain degree. I mean, Montreal, number one overall pick, makes a splash for Doc. And all of this smoke around Pierre-Luc Dubois, who I understand they were in conversations with the Jets about in and around that draft. Um, so you'd think that Montreal would have loved to make that enormous splash in landing Dubois right then and there. And perhaps Doc was a fallback plan because the Canadians are still looking to upgrade. You're all over that. You know, you know that. But now with a certain additional center depth, maybe Montreal said, I don't think so. I still think that they that 
that Dubois is, is, is a real of interest to them. But maybe Kirby Doc becomes a center of a package if Nick, Nick Suzuki is unable to be moved um, from Montreal's point of view. The truth in Winnipeg is there is nobody close to that Shifley Dubois tier uh, in the pipeline coming up at center. Cole Perfetti, highly touted. I think he's going to have a lot of success in the NHL. But I see that happening primarily on wing for the first little while at the, at the bare minimum. He played center and wing even for the Manitoba Moose when he was excelling there. So if he wasn't a full-time center in the AHL, I think of him as a wing in the NHL. Chaz Lucius, their 2021 first-round pick, also, uh, also more likely to score as a winger. All of the highly touted guys, Rucker McGuardy this year, a winger. Brad Lambert's uh, some distance away if everything goes. There is nobody ready to step into that role. So if Dubois gets moved, I can see why Winnipeg might be fixated on that really um, incredible player that Nick Suzuki would be. Yeah, and look, let's be honest here. The Canadians are up against the cap, right? So any player that they would acquire whose next contract will be, you know, significant upwards of 5 million since his contract at 5 million just ended. So you would think that the Pierre-Luc Dubois is going to end up fetching seven plus million dollars. You would think, right. Based on some of the salaries we're seeing some of these players get, you'd have to think that Dubois is going to get six and a half, seven plus million dollars uh, going forward. So if that's the case on a long-term deal, right. Going forward, if that's the case, you know, you're the Canadians. You have to shed that kind of salary. Now, maybe they trade Jeff Petrie for nothing, which is what they hope. They still have to replace him on the fence with a player. You would think the players that they would be willing to sacrifice in terms of shedding salary are players that would not interest the Winnipeg Jets. With all due respect, I'm talking about maybe the Hoffmans and the Drawings of this world, who are not centermen. This, I think this is going to be difficult. I think that makes sense, Tony. I mean, there is a line of thinking I've heard from Canadians fans of late that, oh my goodness, every day that goes by, Dubois' value is less and less and less because we know that by 2024, he intends to test unrestricted free agency. And I understand that. That would be the general trend line, you know, um, if, if hockey didn't come with fixed pressure points. Because there are trade deadlines and playoff runs. There are teams that have injuries to centers that thought that they were going deep. There are so many different situations where a 24-year-old center on his way up, who's hitting his prime, who's in the swing of things, and who's showing that he can take over games for long, consistent stretches of play, that guy's going to have value. It's not going anywhere if they can't make the trade today or tomorrow. That value exists at training camp. That value exists at the trade deadline. And it exists at the draft next summer. It's going to be substantial no matter when it happens even if theoretically the value is highest now. And I understand that, that line of thinking. So if you're Winnipeg, you might be on, you might understand that he's a player you need to trade someday. You might have come around to that idea as disappointing as that is, but do you owe him a trade to Montreal? If Montreal isn't coming with the best assets in that package, it might be up to some, he might become some other team's problem in that sort of way. If somebody's willing to step up, and recognize that for one or two years of Pierre-Luc Dubois, you're going to have a phenomenal player if they're willing to give up a, a particular asset. I think Dubois signed long-term is the biggest prize, and Montreal is the only team that probably has that opportunity. How much of a star do you think he can or won't be? 
I think he's well on his way to being that 1B center. I think that a team that has him and somebody else like him in quality, it doesn't have to be the same style of player, is absolutely set uh, in their top six, in their center depth. I think that's foundational stuff. We've seen him have phenomenal playoffs against uh, against Toronto, especially, which I think is fun to think about. Um, and um, he can take over games physically. And I think that that's an important piece for, for teams looking to compete. I don't know that he's a run, you know, a run away from the pack number one center, even if he continues to improve. But as part of a duo, and that was Winnipeg's dream that he and Shifley would sort of pass the torch back and forth, back and forth. Not it seemed when one of them was going, the other one wasn't. I think that he's part of when you look at those Stanley Cup champions of so many years past. They always have two great centers, and I think he can be one of those. So definitely a better center than a winger, in your opinion. I think he's had such success there. And of course, I only have that in the context of the Winnipeg Jets, where he has this chemistry building with Kyle Connor. And Pierre-Luc Dubois can go straight down Main Street, down the middle of the ice, but he's also really strong and creative off the wall. He can protect the puck, and he has all sorts of different routes through the neutral zone that see him carrying the puck into the offensive zone actually on that right wing where he's making backhand passes into the middle of the ice, almost like a poor man's Leon Dreisaitl and Kyle Connor is uh, stepping into them and scoring. So I think that speaks his success at center with Kyle Connor at left wing is a chemistry thing, I think, but he's had so much success doing that, that I would have, I would have belief in him stepping forward in that role in the future too. A shout out to matrixhomefitness.ca for all these players who one, one day want to go unrestricted free agency. You got to get in shape. You got to be in the best shape of your life. You want to make the most money, bring it home, discover a club quality workout and the comfort of your own home. Visit matrixhomefitness.ca. And of course, in Pierre Luc Dubois' case, he is a restricted free agent. So he's not yet an unrestricted free agent, but he's set to be one in a couple of years from now. All right. Okay. In ending, Marat, if the Canadians really want Pierre Luc Dubois, which for me, it's kind of puzzling, not because of Dubois. He's a fine player. I take him on my team any day of the week and twice on Sunday. They're in a rebuilding phase, and I would think in, when you're rebuilding, you want to be bad for several years and probably end up picking first, second, third, fourth for several years, the way the Colorado Avalanche did, who just won the Stanley Cup. So for me, in that respect, it doesn't make sense. But let's say that there's a possibility of this happening. In your opinion, based on what the Canadians have on the team and in the system, what would be a trade that would make sense for Winnipeg? Murat, are you there? You jammed up a little bit. Hold on a second. Jeez, what a difficult question it was. It was so hard that he he, he just he jammed up. He froze. Look at that. Is there any way that we can uh, get Murat back while we're going through these? He just jammed up. You see, I, I don't have these problems. Because my Wi-Fi is, I go direct. This, boom, plugs in direct. This is unbelievable, my signal. It's uh, the SICK Podcast. And by the way, you can follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. I'm not so sure that we were able to get Marat back. If we will, I'll ask him that question. But it doesn't sound like, um, it sounds like it's going to take a lot to get Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, out of uh, out of Winnipeg. We got him back. Fantastic. Okay, we got you back. I thought you froze when I asked you that question. Marat? Yeah, I locked up. <laughs> so no, knowing what the Canadians have on the team and in the system, their prospects, everything. 
what would be a, a, a trade that would make sense for Winnipeg? I mean, I go back to that untouchable player. I go back to Nick Suzuki because that's the dream, even if Winnipeg has to add. You know what I mean? Because center is such a foundational position that the Jets are sort of lost without Pierre-Luc Dubois. And they also have the Mike, Mark Shifley situation coming down the pipe two years from now, set to be an unrestricted free agent, either get a phenomenal raise or be on his way out. Winnipeg needs that so desperately. And that might be what the stalemate is, if you ask me. So what actually makes it work? Because I'm, if I'm Montreal, I mean, come on, Suzuki and Caulfield down like as two-thirds of a dominant line. There's no way. So that becomes a sticking point. Um, I, I would bet you that a peak prime healthy uh, playoff Josh Anderson is a player that Winnipeg would love to have on their team. But one straight across, that doesn't seem to make sense. And if you're Montreal and you're planning for the playoffs and you have some smaller skill guys leading the way, maybe you want a Josh Anderson on your team as well. I'm like you, I think. I struggle to find that match unless somebody's willing to budge or even if there's, and this is a crazy thought, but even if there's a third team that manages to broker things somehow. Usually at around this time of year, uh, people that do what we do go on vacation. Uh, is this your last interview? Are you going on vacation or are you working this summer? What are you doing? Well, I'm working this summer because I think that Winnipeg is in it. You know what I mean? I think that they're in one right now. They need to sort out the Dubois situation. And it's not the only one. We've got Blake Wheeler, who I think is more open to being moved than he has ever been. I think that there's some transformation. You know, we had the coach search. Uh, this city yeah. is gripped still by, by Winnipeg Jets news. And so until that stops, I guess I, I guess I got to keep taking calls. You know what I mean? Uh, I know what you mean. I'll be calling if something happens. Murat, thanks for joining me, man. Have a great summer. Right on you too, Tony. Thank you. All right. There you have it. Another edition. Pierre-Luc Dubois, is, it coming? is he coming to the Canadians? Murat says it's going to take Nick Suzuki. Yikes. I pass. I'm Marinero. Sick podcast. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you.